I do not know what that run was. With you. Do you know she wrote that at like... <laughs> do you know she wrote that at like 21 or something insane? Oh, I think she was like 18. She was really young. Like... Alicia Keys, her mind. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 31 of Intuit. I am Sal. And I'm Lyndon. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed our Grammy Rewind special with our friend Tree. I had a fun time. Yes. It was a great time. So um, hopefully that helps you uh, anticipate the Grammys. The day that this episode is going to come out is going to be the day of the Grammys. So hope everyone will be watching that tonight. Other than that, how have you been? I feel like we haven't done this in a minute. Yeah, I, you know, like, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm genuinely okay. I think I'm just sleepy. Okay. I'm just sleepy. Yeah, me I too. I just need a good nap. Like you said before we recorded, just someone lay me down. <laughs> tuck me in. I was telling Lyndon, I, it's been beautiful <laughs> outside, like, in the past two days. So today I was like, yes. I'm going to go for a nice walk. And typically, like, back in the fall and the summer, I would do that every day for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And it just, I did it for the first time today, and I am so out of shape, even just walking. Like, in the first 10 minutes, I was <laughs> so out of breath, and then now I'm just like, I want to take a nap. And I only walked for, like, a half hour. <laughs> like, I didn't even run or anything. That um, used to be me in college, going up a flight of stairs, oof. getting to class, and pretending like I'm literally not driving. <laughs> <laughs> yes so i'm a little delirious a little sleepy but we are back mm-hmm. vaccines are brewing i just like i don't know I, I feel like i have fomo so much because now wow. the fucking cdc said that we can just start seeing people two weeks after we're fully vaccinated like give me the vaccine please, please. <laughs> you knocking on the door please. cdc <laughs> let me in let me in please. i will say though it pisses me <laughs> off so much like i'm sorry if you've flown anywhere in the past year you do not deserve to get a vaccine until like june oh. back of the line oh Listen, I see for them, I'm like, you know what, you can go to the front of the line because if you weren't doing anything before, you're surely not going to do it now anyway. Might as well protect the rest of us. Okay, out. that is true. <laughs> that is very true. But because it's just, I can uh, continue to stay inside. That is not a problem. Oh, I, I do not have a problem. Worries. Part of me doesn't want things to go back to normal. Is that crazy? I'm getting like no, anxious about crazy. that. Re- <laughs> like, I do not want to go outside again if I have to. <laughs> yeah. I like to go outside for walks. And freely, I personally love working remotely. That's nice. But like I, going out to bars and stuff like that, like part of me wants to, but then the other part of me is like, no. See, I don't want to go out to bars, like just to hang out at a bar. Like I want to go to one of those bars with like dancing areas because I don't okay. like clubs. Clubs are very overwhelming. Yes. But like bars with dancing areas, I miss those. Like on a mm. cute Friday night out with your girls, you know. Yes. Out with- you know, out with the friends. But I feel like my whole, like, mindset has just kind of shifted. Like, I've kind of become, well, we all have become a homebody, obviously. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but part of me is, like, doesn't want to go back to normal stuff, even though part of me does. I don't know. It's a weird back and forth. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if anyone else is going through that. 
I just wanted to blurt that out. It's it's conflicting emotions. Um, I I think I've become so comfortable in this style of living that I I just don't want things to change. But hey, that is life. Alrighty, so we are back. We have to do our March favorites. I was just telling you, I did I did not prepare anything. I completely forgot. So there's one album in particular that I've been listening to nonstop, and that is Fake It mm-hmm. Flowers by Bia Badooby. She has been in my top three yeah, songs. Yeah, you and Bia Badooby. <laughs> she fucking knows what's up. Yeah, no, she got you by the throat. She really has me by the throat, and I've decided that I wanted to claim her before she makes it big. Okay. Understandable. Yes. Understandable. So I'm going to say Horan Saracen is my song of the week this week. It's mm. sounds like it's out of a Disney movie. And she kind of said that was her intention. If you like the cranberries or Nirvana. Wait, I love the cranberries. She, it that song in particular sounds like it's stolen from the cranberries but not though it's mm. unique in its own right i'm not saying it's like a copycat but it's she i would say is like if nirvana and the cranberries had a baby okay i see it i yeah. see it next song oh god oh i like this one i'm gonna put sleepy eyes by the aces i really like the aces lately Girl group. I don't know if you've heard of them. I've been like no. doing their stuff. And no, I haven't heard them. <sighs> In light of Free Britney and everything going on, she released a track from her Glory album that wasn't released called Swimming in the Stars. And it okay. is so overly vocally produced like it doesn't even sound like her but i've liked it it's cute i've been listening to that so i'll put that on here that's fun i'm all over the place this week listen aren't we all i'll choose to that i if we're just doing one song if if we're just doing one song i will have to go with better by regina specter because i don't know it's a bop and it's cute and I didn't know that the lyrics were about trying to help a friend with depression. That oh. you just don't know what to do. But it's such a fun, cute song. I'm like, oh, Regina. <laughs> I'm on a huge Regina Spectre kick right now. Okay, okay. Huge. Like, I don't think you understand. I will literally just put on her entire discography. And yeah, I've heard you mention her day. a lot recently. I kind of love that for you. It's just, it's just so wholesome. It and is. And her voice is so pretty. And I actually saw her in concert a couple of years ago. And I managed to stand in the front row. It was at the Queen in Wilmington. Oh, shit. And it was so nice. Because it wasn't one of those concerts where, you know, when the star gets on stage, everyone pushed to the front. Everyone just kind of stood Chill. there. There was no push. Yes. It was just her, her mic, and her little piano singing her songs, doing her little thing. And then, like, the whole crowd was silent during all of her songs, too. Oh, so my yes. videos are immaculate from that concert. That is amazing. Okay. She's just so cute and sweet. I love Regina Spectre. So yeah, I'm on a huge Regina Spectre kick again. Okay, good, good, good. And Regina, if you're listening to this, please release Lavology on streaming platforms. I know you made that song in like 2000. You've been bringing it back at some recent concerts. Please, I'm begging you, <laughs> a crumb, a crumb. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm also going to do Falling Water by Maggie Rogers because we already did that answer. <laughs> yeah, I, am I feel like that's been on that one song. of your p- previous ones, but that's okay. It deserves oh, a second spot. That song spot. has quite literally been on 
the top of my Spotify most listened to songs. That's like songs your go-to Maggie years. song. Yeah. It's just so good. And then my last one, I gotta go Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. Mm, it's just, okay. like, when she sings, and why do you sing with an English accent? Oof. Now that's how you clear a bitch. <gasps> that is how you clear a bitch. Period. Period. With that said... Make sure to check out our monthly favorites. They're on Spotify. It's linked in our bio on Instagram. Go check it out for all of our favorites over the past, I don't know how many months it's been now. We're getting close to a year of doing this. I know. Look at those. Ugh, it's so weird. But we are going to end this intro, and we have a lot to talk about this week. A lot of British news. Um, And... (laughs) We'll be back in England. <laughs> but it's British, and I cannot do a British accent. Let me stop. <laughs> and we are back. This is the part of the episode where we get into it on all the juicy news and hot gossip. Now, this first story, this whole story is just going to need an entire episode. to itself it Uh is just so much so obviously we had the prince harry and Meghan markle interview let's talk about it you watched of course i watched i watched it live with juice in my hand as you should are you kidding me (laughs) as you should so what what are your initial thoughts Fuck the royal family. I never even liked them anyway. Mm. I don't even know the story with Diana, and I'm already on her side, point blank, period. Um, my my initial thoughts are, I'm happy that Megan was reserving from naming names because I know how dangerous that would have been if she was the one really gutting for the royal family. For her, but yeah. Exactly. But I'm also really happy that Prince Harry was like, I can name names. We can name names. True. I got names on a list. Like, yes. I got it right here. <laughs> so I was actually really surprised at how open Prince Harry was with the whole interview. The fact that Tyler Perry fits into the timeline, I'm still trying to figure out that simulation <laughs> that glitch. That was so bizarre. <laughs> I was like, okay, props to Tyler Perry, but this is so unexpected. Like, since when are they friends? Yeah, like, how would he know that they needed help and security? Like, what was going around in the rumor mill? That he I was know. like, here you go. <laughs> like, I didn't know they were close like that. I have I no idea. I don't think anyone did. That kind of took me by left field. I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. And I actually saw somebody's funny tweet that was like, so Harry and Meghan need a stimmy check too? <laughs> Stop. They most definitely do not need a stimmy no, check. But absolutely not. Yeah. It was overall, I enjoyed it. What about you? I thought it was very insightful. I think I know some about some information about the royal family. I, I watched up to mm. season two of The Crown. I have to watch more. I enjoyed it. But I was never fully invested in the royal family, even when Meghan came into the picture. I watched mm. the wedding. I would glance over stories that came in the tabloids here and there. But I don't know. I never really paid it much attention. I don't really care that yeah. much. And a lot of Brits don't even care about it. Like, Yeah, that's something I learned too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. No one over there really cares. But I thought it was just mm-hmm. very powerful for Megan to tell her truth. I think that's yes. so important. And especially having suicidal thoughts. I mean. Exactly, yeah. Whew. 
so sad. The fact that she was able to be honest about it, because I feel like I'm not surprised that that happened to her and that she was having those thoughts and Mm -hmm. feelings of anything. I'm happy that she was able to voice it because I feel like a lot of people didn't understand. Because as a black woman, I was like, we have not heard a single thing from Megan in months. Either she's doing really well or she's doing absolutely horrible. Yes. And also, I think it's nice that you have this woman who was in one of the highest positions in the world. Mm -hmm. And it kind of shows like a human side to her and using her platform to talk about mental health and, you know, wanting to receive help and making a choice that was most beneficial for her mental health, even though So many higher powers were against her, working against her. Exactly. And I'm just happy that she was able to get out. I'm happy that she's able to talk about it Mm -hmm. openly and honestly, because I feel like a lot of people didn't don't understand. Because even looking at the tabloids and how they treated Meghan Markle as a black woman, I was I was affected by it. Yeah. And that's the thing, Meghan Markle in comparison with many people out there that identify as black. She's pretty white passing. Like, I've watched a couple of her Hallmark movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they usually put her with, like, Italian families. Like, not even a single black person, Mm -hmm. like, on that set. You know? So the fact that even the topics about how dark Archie would be, and I'm like, you see him, you see her, he's on the average. Yeah. (laughs) But are we surprised that... I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that it was... No, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying... Oh yeah. In terms of the media, why are we mm-hmm. shocked that no, the royal shocked. family who have colonialized literally how many different regions, even him looking slightly black is a huge uproar. <laughs> so that's the thing, it's I guess looking at it from the outside looking in, I can understand how they wouldn't accept Megan, or might even have thoughts about it. But for the fact that multiple literal conversations happened about it with members of Harry's oh, yeah. own family mm-hmm. in the year of Blue Ivy, what was like 2016, whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Come on, really? I'm st- really? I'm not surprised about that. I'll be honest with you. It would be you. one thing if it was the institution. Yes. It would be one thing if it was the institution. But the fact that it's his own family members? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's despicable, and it doesn't shock me. What makes me more upset is that they put on this facade that by welcoming Megan into the family, they were entering a more modern era and representing the people because exactly. the Commonwealth, I think it was, I saw a figure that was like 70% are people of color. Putting a face to that and bringing representation into the higher powers that be. And kind of, they played that off, I think. And we saw it in the wedding. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that was necessarily orchestrated by Megan herself. I would imagine maybe partially, but at the end of the day, you have such higher powers involved in planning an event like that, like having the black choir, having the black priest, Mm -hmm. making it seem like they are being welcoming when behind closed doors... They don't want that black baby to receive a title, be given security from the get-go before Harry and Meghan even decided to leave. Like, they were like, he's not getting a title. What? It's ridiculous. He's royal blood. 
it's and it's just despicable and the way that harry was literally like if it wasn't for the press the royal family and the institution would completely dissolve i'm like okay yeah that's all and i think we're gonna see that shift i think especially after this interview they're being shown in such a different light i mean even kate middleton the whole story about how can we can we talk about the oof. energy that she had when she goes? Actually, it was the opposite. <gasps> that was the same energy as Dakota Johnson at Ellen being like, "No, Ellen, yes! I did invite you." Yes. <laughs> yes, and I was like, "Okay, it, speak your truth, Queen." I like, had to pause. No. I had to pause. I had to pause the TV at that part. Yeah. I was like, "Hold on, hold on," because I never thought of Kate Middleton to be a bad person but it's the fact that kate that happened right i didn't either but listen once she said that a switch flipped i was like oh i totally (laughs) see how this could play out i can totally see how kate middleton could be a raging bitch Oh, absolutely. I can, I'm not surprised by that event happening. I'm happy that at least she apologized. You know, she sent flowers. But my question is, how come literally the institution and the royal family never spoke out about any of the lies being printed about Megan in the media? It was so bad. Mm -hmm. The way that they treated her was absolutely despicable. Yes. And they will turn down any old rumor across the way about anybody. So they were actively playing a part in the racism going on in the media with attacking Megan by literally staying silent. So I actually saw the tweet that was really interesting that somebody was like, the whole story between Megan and Kate, where Kate was actually the one that um, caused Megan to cry, but when it came down to actually protecting Megan in the media, she was still complacent and didn't say anything publicly. That is how a lot of black women feel in the workplace with many white women. Yes. And this is not a dog on white women, but it's the fact of like, if you're not actively combating like the institutions at B mm-hmm. to allow, you're being that, tolerant. I don't even want to seat at the table just to dismantle the table all in this. all in a sense so that there isn't this weird hierarchy within many workplaces about race then you are actively benefiting from that system yes and that's exactly what happened in this situation absolutely and i appreciate how megan even said you know kate has had her many hits from the press in regards Mm -hmm. to whatever but there is a difference between being treated poorly versus Mm -hmm. being flat out racist absolutely and absolutely. that is the difference you know and i'm happy that harry addressed the race aspect with their situation when he was like he was like yeah my family we've experienced things like this in the past the difference with my situation is that there's now race involved mm. and because of that we are being treated completely differently from everybody else and i like I liked how he had acknowledged that he didn't necessarily realize his privilege until he met Megan. I mean, of course, that's kind of crazy considering he was so old at the time. But think about his environment. Think about what he grew up in. At least he's acknowledging his... Ignorance. Yeah, ignorance and learning. Yeah, and And I also like... To how he, oh God, what was I going to say? I just left my mind. Um, but yeah, no, I was really happy with the way that he talked about things, the way that he made it very specific, like with the race or the color of his own child's skin is there was multiple conversations that happened. And I'm just really happy that 
he felt empowered enough to step away. I'm really mm-hmm. happy that he, him and Megan clutched onto each other, each other so that they could walk away from the situation. Yes. And it's clear that they don't want, not that they don't want anything to do with the situation, but that they, this is what's best for them. Yes. And they were forced out of it. I would argue that they were forced out out of the situation. This was the intent of the higher powers that be. I'm just happy that they were able to survive it, though. Yeah. I'm happy that they were able to survive it. Because I don't know if many other people in the royal family would have been able to survive it. Mm -hmm. Do you think Prince William would have been able to survive this? Absolutely Oh, no. No. Absolutely With his balding ass head. (laughs) Somebody said Diana snatching her jeans back. (laughs) (laughs) I will say... I thought the most telling part is that they ripped security from Harry. Yeah. Not just Archie or Meghan, but I would argue Archie because he was born into this situation as well. He did not have a choice. Same with Harry. You know, sure, he left the his title but at the same time he still carries that name he was born into this position he still has to deal with the security threats so to completely just cut him off that's terrifying like i don't understand how that is allowed but how is this whole situation allowed? How, how you know, it, it, just, I, it just it doesn't make sense. The math ain't mathing. Can we talk about Oprah though? <laughs> she said, "Were you silent or were you silenced?" My favorite part was, <laughs> "What? <laughs> Who is having that conversation?" You know she fucking knew she ate that up in that she knew. second. She knew. Those she eyebrows knew. lifting. <laughs> the fucking oh head God. bobs. She absolutely knew. She absolutely knew. And I think it is so funny. I think it's so the funny. She knows she ate that. that have come out of well. that. Oh. She knows. But also somebody was saying that probably theoretically because Oprah has her own money, that Oprah is theoretically more powerful than maybe the royal family potentially. <laughs> to be able to protect Harry and Meghan just in case the royal family. Honestly, I off. believe it. She's worth oh, like billions. Literally. I mean, maybe the instant, maybe not the institution. Because okay. that's like a billion dollar like industry. Financially right speaking. But financially speaking. But also now that maybe, I mean. Knows. But like, imagine like having to flee the UK, go to Canada, live at Tyler Perry's house before you're like fully safe. I know, right? Can we talk about the money that Diana left for Harry and William as well? Because I would like to talk about it. Oh, I didn't know about that. Speak. You didn't know about... Okay, so Harry mentioned it how... So after they were cut off from their security, they didn't have any money. And they needed to not only pay for a new place to live, but also for probably 24-hour security because they were still getting death threats, whatever. And Harry said the only way that they've been able to survive is because apparently Princess Diana set up a trust. It's, I forget the exact number. It's either 13 or $30 million. But Princess Diana set up a trust that Harry and Meghan were using to pay for security. And that is how they were able to get through the hard times that they oh, did. God bless that Before woman. they were able to sign like their deals with like the streaming yeah. platforms and stuff like that. God rest her soul. I did not know about that. And that goes to the other point of people saying, why now? Why are they coming out about this now? Why are they having all these deals now? They need to make a living somehow. And they're telling their truth. So it's not like they're coming out here, putting out fake stories. Like, 
Megan's just talking about her mental health and how the situations that she experienced, what she went through influenced her mental health and her suicidal thoughts. And they have a son, they have a baby girl on the way. They have bills to pay as we know. So obviously (laughs) they're going to take advantage of as many opportunities as they can. And I think they're doing it in a very tasteful way. It's, it's never been malicious. One, I hope they named the baby Diana. I'm just going to say it. I hope they named the baby Diana. I think really they will, put that nail on or that include it in I think some they way. Too. Exactly, or maybe like a middle middle name, name or something. something. I think they'll pay I, homage. Definitely, and then number two, I think that the palace didn't realize that Meghan Markle was a grown forty-year-old woman. That is an amazing woman at that. Did you remember when Harry was saying how after the Australian tour, that's when things really started to take a shift, and he believes it's because of jealousy. Yes. Because Megan knows how to work crowd. Because she's actually a genuine person that understands people's needs and wants and what they're going Absolutely. Through. I remember watching footage of her interacting with just regular people. And she was always, yeah. I mean, she is still so well-spoken, so genuine, so empathetic. That's why I'm kind of glad that they, they, they're kind of doing what the Obamas did with the Obama organization, using mm-hmm. their platforms for the good of people. Does that make sense? Like they, they, I feel like they're the perfect couple to do stuff like that, you know, still get involved in charity work and use their platforms. And they want to, they clearly want to. I don't think that they've ever been forced to, I mean, obviously they were forced to do things when they're in the royal family, but I feel like at least the organizations that they were, or at least Megan was a part of, it seemed like they still want to do the work. They don't care about the, you know, glitz and glam that comes along with it. And Meghan Markle, like, even though she does wear some, like, expensive pieces, she's never been, like, a... I don't know how to say it. Like, her t- her taste in clothes has never seemed comparably more expensive that when she does this work, it seems almost disingenuous, if that makes sense. Yes. But also, at the same time, you know, she like, was on she fringe for how many years and then suits like she's got those paychecks. If she wants to wear a nice saying like and a lot of the brands that she supports are like legit sustainable brands that like oh, I've done research into, and I'm like, no, this is like legit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay so moving forward. Okay. The royal family has been doing a shitty job at combating this. First off, did you see okay. the photos of Prince Charles? with black healthcare workers. He was, like, posing for photos just the other day. No. Well, Prince Charles was seen taking photos with with a bunch of different black healthcare workers. I forget for what organization. He's probably the one that made the comment. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was alluded to. I mean, we know Prince Harry said that him and his father no longer speak. And that's not on Harry's part. That's on his father's. And he specifically said that the Queen nor... Prince Philip. Philip. Never yes. made the ritual. Yes. It wasn't Philip. Well, Philip is literally a rotting corpse at this point. He never said that nope. Prince Charles or William never made those comments. So I they, think it's both, but I feel like Prince Charles probably had the audacity to bring it up first. Yeah, I think it's both too. I think William is so... He has such an ego trip. I mean, he's next Wait, in line maybe to the throne. Wait, maybe it might be William. 
it might be William because I remember like when they were dating, apparently William was like really warning Harry against potentially marrying Meghan. I wouldn't be surprised. Either way, this was such a clear publicity stunt and so forced and so staged. And I feel like we see this all the time. Whenever there are racist allegations made against someone, then they they start posing with black people. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but Lori Loughlin's daughter, Olivia Giannulli, going on Red Red Table Table Talk, Talk. of all places, to get approval from black people, black women especially. Mm -hmm. Because they know if they get that approval of that demographic, they're probably in the clear. And then did you see this statement from the Queen? No, what she said. Okay, so Queen Elizabeth, she made a statement and she said, The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much loved by family members. So first and foremost, she's not denying... What happened? Mm-hmm. So we know that something was going on for a fact. Number two, she's not addressing that head on. Th- nope. They had such a clear opportunity to say, you know, this happened. We are taking active steps to prevent racism in the palace, working on diversity and inclusion. But instead, she just yeah. beat around the bush. Because they know they fucked up. I think this is going to be the fall of the monarchy. I really do. I think so. I think it's going to lead to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a complete fall, but I think it's definitely going to loosen their credibility in terms Absolutely. of anything. And Absolutely. Because people are all on Meghan's side. Yeah. I'm sure there's a sector that's on the royal family side. That's what they're saying. They're saying older Brits are mm-hmm. a lot more aligned with the monarchy versus and the younger generation that anyway. doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and to say that thing. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will be much loved, you're not even protecting them anymore for their no. own goddamn lives. Like, that's the if least you, really you can them, do. Send them security. Send yeah. them security. Send them security. Sadden to learn the full extent. You've had so many years of this. You, Meghan even said she went to people within the powers that be, to get help for her suicidal thoughts, and she was turned away when she was pregnant. Like, was what pregnant. do you expect? Oh, my God. The story about her clutch or Harry clutching her hand At during the that event yeah. the day after she told him broke my heart. And she went to every, possibly every single person she could get to only to be told there's nothing we can do. This is the way things are. That is never how anything should ever be. No. And what upset me the most was when she was like, I had to tell Harry, I need to go with you because if I'm left alone, I don't trust I don't myself. Yeah. Exactly. That was mm-hmm. the most telling of how drastic that situation was. But I feel like they had such a fair opportunity to win some of their shitstorm back like not completely obviously but like to at least try and dig themselves out of this mess but i feel like the only way that they can potentially dig themselves out of this mess is literally like and i'm not saying this as a death threat in any way shape or form (laughs) but based off of what's going on with the palace right now the only thing that i feel like could maybe 
give at least maybe this interview a bit less publicity for a minute or something is literally if Prince Philip dies. Like, I'm not even joking. And he's been in and out of the hospital for many times, many weeks recently. Unless there's like a death or Queen Elizabeth fully steps down. That's never going to happen. Exactly. Somebody said that their theory is that Queen Elizabeth is trying to outlive Charles so that it goes directly to William. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. But also arguing that whole argument about Prince Philip, people saying, oh, he's sick. Why are they coming out talking about this now? Who are you to tell Meghan when it's time for her to come out about her truths in terms of mental health and everything else and her own experience? And they probably signed a contract where CBS was like, this is the date. Do you not understand how far in advance you have to plan out? Not what, only that, play they need to on put TV? food on the table, honey. Like, exactly. Archie no... needs new Skechers. Yeah, thank you. Archie <laughs> needs some Heelys, okay? So, they do not have the time. The holidays are coming up quickly. <laughs> I, I need to move forward because we still have so much to talk about regarding this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so Meghan Markle's dad came out again, and I just wrote, girl, bye. Because... He has spoken out so many times, trashing his daughter for filth. Same with her older sister. Apparently, she spoke out, too, to some Australian news station. I didn't even give that any attention. Wait, who did? Meghan Markle's father and her sister. Oh, Lord. So I think her father came out and said that her mental health struggles were partially her own fault because (gasps) she chose to ghost the only family that could have helped her, which was Literally her own. Fuck you. Yeah. Literally fuck you. Maybe, maybe she had to cut you off because you were quick as hell to sell any cheap story to any page six or God knows what just to make a quick Probably buck. Probably Daily Mail. It was yeah. fucking Daily Mail. Maybe that's why. I feel like it would, like, the world would advance so quickly if fathers looked at themselves and said, and thought to themselves, Am I the problem? Because I feel like <laughs> oh through my that, God, yes. we will be able to build up civilization world so quickly. Peace. <laughs> you know, an end to world hunger. The world would it. be a better fucking place. All of it. We Look would be like in net the mirror. <laughs> Think about what you've done in the past 24 hours that could contribute somewhat negatively to your daughter's mental health. Think about how you just coming out now. Forget mm-hmm. about the past how many years that you've sold countless stories. Just think mm-hmm. about this last interview you did. How would she take that? I will say Ponder this. that for a minute, sir. Megan, welcome to the Daddy Issues Club. It's not mm. fun. <laughs> but there's a whole brigade out there, girl. We'll welcome you in. We'll yes. welcome you in. Like, it's wow. I have to move forward because wow. we still have yeah. more. Oh, Lord. Pierce Morgan. Did you see this whole mess? That was funny. That was funny. White fragility is real. (laughs) So just to fill the people in, Pierce Morgan, he hosts Good Morning Britain. And Mm -hmm. he has been notorious for making negative comments about Meghan Markle over the past however many years. He's been relentless about it. Any opportunity he gets, he trashes her. Mm -hmm. And... After this all happened, after the interview, one of the commentators on Good Morning Britain pretty much called Pierce out about it. And he said, I understand that you, meaning Morgan, don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. 
Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. And then Morgan was going, okay, I'm done with this. Sorry. See you later. I can't do this. And he walked off the set. Now, this is all in relation to two years back. Pierce Morgan told this story about how he took Megan out on a date. And then immediately after what? that date. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know about this? Is this supposed to be real? Wait, oh my God, you did not know about this? No, is this a real date? This is real. They went out to dinner, and then immediately after, she went on a she met Prince Harry and went on a date with him. From what I remember, allegedly, (laughs) and he was going on this tangent about how he's responsible for their relationship, and I think he invited her out again after that night, and she ghosted him and never got back to him. And he was all up in arms about it. Like a typical, like so much toxic masculinity. Like how dare you not. He probably said a phrase like the blacks. And she was like, yeah, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah. I got to go. Ever since then. I wouldn't be surprised if even if she knows the date's going to go horribly within the first five minutes, she'll at least stay just to be nice. Oh, she's that type. Absolutely. Definitely. And now it's being alleged that, you know, because of that, he's been, he hasn't gotten over that. Like, just get over it. She does. She's not that into you. Just let it go. But he hasn't mm. been able to let it go. And any opportunity that she's come up in the press, he's always trashing her. So he walked off set like the bitch ass he is. And now he came out and said that he quit. <gasps> oh, yeah, he walked off. He No, but he quit I the mean, program. Good for him. You think I care? <laughs> <laughs> Like, nobody cares, but I think the bigger issue is him saying that it's a freedom of speech issue when it's not. You're fair to express your opinions. However, there are consequences to those opinions. That's the thing. You can say whatever you want, but you can also get your ass beat for whatever you just said. See, it's a two-way street. (laughs) And he's countlessly come after Megan's mental health saying that it's not real and she is, you know, being malicious and just coming after the monarchy. And this is a terrible time with Prince Philip being sick and how dare she make up these stories and all this shit. Who are you to decide what her experience is? Do you want to bet? I would bet a solid, like, because I'm broke, a solid, maybe like $25, 100%. That if Meghan Markle were to turn around and be like, Pierce, you want to have sex right now? Question mark. He would absolutely say yes. <laughs> he would absolutely say. And I'm not saying that. No, for yeah. Like, yeah. It's He's just like, so it's bitter. So, so bitter. He's one, butthurt. But two, a racist. He's mad he got and shut he's down. Mad that he got his feelings. Like, yes. just shut up. Just shut up. Why are you surprised that people are coming after you now? You've actively been racist. You've actively been attacking her for no reason. She's not, she's literally never said a word about you. She probably doesn't even need to think about him unless he brings her up. I just think it's so ironic that he's someone that comes after, you know, snowflakes and cancel culture and now bringing up freedom of speech. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're the one that walked off set. Nobody told you to walk off set. Like, if you're going to talk shit... Back it up, sweetheart. Everything Literally. I talk about on this show, we talk about, is fair game. If you want to come at me and have a full-on discussion about my opinions and where I'm coming from, 
I am a-okay with discussing it. Not saying that I throw out and spew out these this hate and racism I mean, that Pierce Morgan does. Not okay, racism. But for the right reasons. We be hating, but not racism. I mean, if you want to talk about how I think Selena Gomez is a waste in the music industry, I'm okay in doing that. I will have a full-on discussion about it because I feel very strongly about it. But... <laughs> Like, own your shit, Pierce Morgan. Stop being such a baby. Like, you like to talk this shit and hold your chest up and try and be this, you know, macho man that, you know, fuck the snowflakes and all this shit. Then come on, talk about it. It's so irritating because it's so obvious that when a lot of racists are finally held accountable for what they say and their actions, suddenly they're the victims. I mean, I went through the same thing with my ex-roommate that was racist. Yeah. The second I was like, no, you did this, so because of this, we're not going to be friends, she started crying to some other people saying how I attacked her, I said this, da 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 and everyone was like, no, I read the text, boo-boo. We got the receipts. I saw the recording. Yes. You were in the wrong. So why are you suddenly turning it around? But did you see the TikTok of the woman in the store that, like, screamed, like, all lives matter? And then this lady confronted her about it and she went into a store and had like a full on mental break because the lady was like, you're being racist. You are racist. And she just started screaming like uncontrollably. Like it was actually kind of concerning because I was like, this woman's like having a complete breakdown. But seriously, like she was screaming like, I don't want to live anymore. Like all this shit because she realized she was caught in the act and I guess that just like set off something and she just went berserko, you know? Literally. If you say, I don't care if you're black, white, brown, purple, you're racist. Oh, well, yeah. You are racist. (laughs) If you have ever said that phrase in your life, I need you to just analyze your psyche a little bit more and then get back to me. Thank you. That's all I have on the royal family. It was family. a juicy interview, though. It was a juicy And that's all juicy. that's in the news cycle right now. No one else is talking about anything else. Good. Yeah. Good. Down just... with the royal family. I will say, do I know the story of Diana? Literally not at all. I do not know anything about that story of Diana. So I will be updating you with my thoughts okay. as the weeks progress. I know tidbits, but I don't I don't know a lot either. So Okay. I'm my friend says she's going to make me that. a PowerPoint. So I'll also share the PowerPoint with you oh. so we can learn together. Okay. Okay. Zayn Malik, in light of the Grammys, yes, 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 yes. is cussing them out. Um, <laughs> so and I haven't even listened to his album. He tweeted the other day, fuck the Grammys and everyone associated. Mm-hmm. Unless you shake hands and send gifts, there's no nomination considerations. Next year, I'll send you a basket of confectionery. So Zayn has never been nominated for a Grammy. I kind of liked his last album. I've always kind of liked Zane's work. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Me Thoughts? too. I, I liked the first album. The second album I didn't listen to. Apparently he has a new album. Haven't listened to it either, but I don't know. I've never really gotten into Zane's solo stuff, even no. though I know he's a great vocalist. He's, he's great, nice but I will argue I don't think he's as big as Harry. You know, he's not no. at the level... To be considered for a Grammy. mm, Is that crazy for me to say? I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe I'm just not on the Mm. Zane side of internet. 
that I see as much of his content to be able to like make that assumption. I mean, I really like his songs, but I don't think he's as mainstream or big. He has as big of a following because at the end of the day, with the Grammys, it's a matter of how big you are and how well known. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I don't think he has the numbers behind him. I would argue that. He might, though. I just haven't looked. Okay. okay. Do your Maybe. do your numbers and get back to me. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my calculations. Let me get my calculator out. My TI eighty nine platinum edition. <laughs> Yes, because you know that shit's collecting dust. They make you buy so many fucking calculators that you don't use oh after two God. months. And they still work. Let me pull up Block Dude, actually. <laughs> Alrighty, so we were talking about Janet Jackson the other week, but mm. she is coming out with a two-part, uh, four-hour documentary series for Lifetime and A&E called Janet and it's going to coincide with the with her 40th anniversary of her debut album and the A&E network group told the press that the documentary series will provide fans with unprecedented access to Jackson's often private life where the content wow. will offer an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at her meteoric rise to fame and her celebrated life as a pop culture superstar. I'm so excited about this. This isn't isn't going to be airing until early 2022, but I feel like Janet Jackson is such a private person. Like, there's so much mm-hmm. unknown. She's one of the celebrities, like that I like to say is holier than thou. You don't know a lot about them, but you know that they're like, anytime you see them on your fucking screen, even you're like, mm-hmm. hold the fuck, hold up. Like everything stops. Hold on. You're like, wait, what? Like she blinks. And I'm like, okay, how high do you want me to jump? Like, cause I'll jump. <laughs> I, I will jump. jump. But I'm so excited about this because We've never really heard anything about the whole Justin Timberlake situation. We've never really heard about the death of Michael and how that affected her or just her life in general, her baby marrying the prince, divorcing the prince. Like, Mm -hmm. we never... I just want to know, what does Janet Jackson eat for breakfast every morning? Like, what the fuck does this woman do? I would like to know. I I mean, does she have a kid? Yeah. Maybe that's what she does. She's a mother. Bitch, she's a mother. No drama. But I think it's kind of like Beyonce in a sense, where it's like Beyonce releases these documentaries, and we're like, oh my god, like she's human. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she's working with like maybe some like nonprofits and stuff like that, but just hasn't put her name on some projects. Or maybe she's into home renovations. Maybe she is. I don't know. I want to know though. I would like to see it. Maybe she's learning (laughs) new languages, new instruments to play. to see it. I would like to see it. Yeah, that was just I something <laughs> fun and exciting. We're not going to see that until another year. But moving on, Noah Beck. Who? We, t- <laughs> we talked about him before on the show. How do you not remember? Who's a Noah Beck oh, from TikTok? He's a football player. From TikTok? American soccer player. Oh wait, he's nineteen. He's not a soccer player. I don't think so. Maybe he is. Why is I don't know this kid? But remember, we were talking about the TikTokers that were partying during COVID. I guess. And the mayor had to get involved. 
and it was a whole shit show. And you were like, I don't even know who the hell these kids are. I don't, yeah, I don't either. Know who the hell these kids are. But <laughs> he appeared on a digital cover of the latest issue of VMAN magazine. And okay. in the photo, he's wearing heels, fishnet stockings, and heavy black eyeliner. Now, I don't know if you saw the photo on Twitter. It kind of went viral for a minute no, because the because TikTok I'm kids, not on that sector. this shit makes, I'm not on that side either, but it popped up on my feed because these TikTok kids apparently love this. Like fucking Charlie D'Amelio. Who the hell is that? Who is that? I don't. I know she's a famous TikToker. Oh, she. It's a girl. Yes, she. Which is she's a famous TikToker that's like blown up, and she has her own Dunkin' Donuts drink. I don't know if our listeners even know who the the hell these people are. Uh, This shit makes me feel so old. I just hear her name and I know she's on TikTok, but I know that this Noah Beck is on TikTok. Now, I did not know about Noah Beck's history, but he has a very questionable history of being homophobic. So he was called out because he's, people are alleging that he's queer baiting. Okay. So he is a straight man. At least we know that we can assume that from what he's put out. And Mm -hmm. Apparently, he's made TikToks making fun of the way that gay people walk. He has... How do gay people walk? That's a question that I don't know. Is there a walk that I have yet to learn? Basing it off the stereotype that's very effeminate. What I don't even know what... Okay. I don't think it's right. I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm sorry. I was just trying to figure out what the walk could have even been because, like, nothing was coming to mind. I mean, look it up. There's a video of it, and then also allegedly he kicked two people out of a TikTok party after finding out they were trans. (gasps) That's even. That's yes. And then also, I don't have the tweet in front of me. I saw it earlier. I believe it was transphobic or homophobic. Either way, it was one of the two. He liked a tweet. Out of a party after finding out they were trans. Yes. What's his address? I'm about to beat his ass. What the hell? Essentially, it's just fucked up because it's like, why are you wearing heels and you know breaking this toxic masculinity and trying to come out as this performative femininity, literally just for money? For money. That's all it is. You don't actually care about the other people that are you doing gender expression in their own ways, whether it's more feminine, masculine, from whatever they identify as or don't identify as, whatever. Like, you are literally doing this for money. You are for doing money. this for clout because you know if you do it, people are still going to follow you. They're going to like you. Hopefully, it's going it to brush you under the rug. And shame, I shame this magazine. You had a clear opportunity. Why not just call up somebody who's trans or someone who is queer? Somebody else. Why not? There's so many other people. Why yes. this random TikTok? Like, if you want to have him in the gross ass athletic wear from the tween section of fucking Kmart that his mom bought for him okay <laughs> like the cisgender straights like to wear fine mm-hmm. let him have that that's okay let him have that. He can, you can that have that comfortable. you can he be like 24 be years old and wearing athletic wear from Kmart that your mom dressed you in but it'd be one thing if he regularly maybe dressed feminine and still happened to be transphobic. But he it's never has. Thing where he's breaking out of his normal to do the specific shoot specifically for clout. 
knowing that he's transphobic, homophobic, all of the above. So what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck am I supposed to do with this message? What is the message? Actually, I don't give a fuck about the message. Fuck you. And he literally Literally stated in the post, fuck toxic masculinity when he posted the picture of him. You are the toxic masculinity. Do you understand? Do you understand that? You are actively the toxic masculinity by making homophobic jokes on your TikToks, by kicking out trans people from a party just because they are trans. You are literally the embodiment of toxic masculinity. You are not breaking any glass ceilings. No, just capitalizing on queer identities. Like we said with the fathers. That's all it is. What if you just looked in the mirror one day and said, what if I'm the problem? Maybe you should try that. Try that. Try that one time. Try that one time. See how that goes. And the worst part is, like, all these young TikTok kids are falling for it. Like, he knows it's going to sell. And it is selling. Because all these TikTok kids are supporting him still. And I'm glad that so many people were calling him out. And then other people were bringing up Harry Styles. But I feel like Harry Styles, there's a difference. Harry Styles has always been an ally and made it well aware that he is an ally. Now, we're not sure, like you said, he's... And I know that's coming to question as to whether Mm -hmm. he's been queer baiting as well. But he's never been someone who is clearly against the community. And he's never clearly expressed if he is necessarily in the community. But he has shown himself to be an ally time and time again. So that's the difference here. Exactly. We have the receipts for this kid of his previous behavior. And... Part of me feels bad because he is so young. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions. He's 19 years old. Obviously, mm-hmm. he should be. But I think there are higher powers that be, that be in this situation. His management, the magazine company, whoever that allowed this to happen. And yeah. why this kid hasn't learned from his previous experiences. Like, move the fuck out. Apparently, he was in that TikTok house that they do, like the U- YouTubers used to do back in the day. Oh, Lord. Move out of the oh, house. God. I'm having like Please. O2L flashbacks. Yeah, like Jesus. O2L. That's literally what it is. Move Wait, out were of the you house. an O2L fan too? I dabbled, okay? Listen, it was dark time. Were you a fan when Connor Franto was still a part of it? I was never really a fan, but I know when he was a part of it, yes. Okay, yeah. Those are some dark times when Connor Franto hadn't come out yet. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And then he did, and we were like, okay, we all knew. What? And. Oh my God, remember when Tyler Oakley came out? Wow, how the times have changed. Wow, how the times have changed. We see these reiterations of these houses and they're so problematic. And it's just like, what do you expect when you put a bunch of like ignorant teen kids like posting anything and everything that they do on social media without any thought into it? Like, And people just continue to eat them up. And that's another thing. You can't tell me white privilege doesn't exist when you have all of these famous white tiktokers that literally don't do anything when so many black creators one put effort into their tiktoks or two are genuinely prettier than some of these people and don't get any of the clout literally tiktok is like i believe kind of low-key attacking or preventing black people and specifically black women's content from being viewed by other people yeah it's and now i just read he did like homophobic tweets not transphobic homophobic either way Either way. It doesn't matter. You don't get it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, Whatever. I don't even know who this kid is, really. I just saw this online and thought it was worth talking about the children. (laughs) Just to fill people in. Because I don't know if anyone else is on the same page. I had no clue who this kid was. I I saw him on my timeline. And not going to lie, did you see the picture of him with, like, straight, straight on with, like, the red underwear? 
and his hands going through. It's kind of unsettling. (laughs) His face is like a little scary. His face is the baby face. He's a baby. Yes. He's grown enough to not make those comments, but he looks like a child. Ugh, whatever. I'm staying on my side of TikTok with all the Karen. Yeah, I'm on welding TikTok now. I'm on Amazon finds. I'm on obviously black TikTok, gay TikTok. That's really fun TikTok to be a part of. Um, Hating capitalism and corporate America TikTok. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm on that side of TikTok as well. It's one of my favorite sides of TikTok to be on. Um, and Marvel TikTok. I'm on a huge Marvel TikTok. Interesting kick right now because of Wandavision. So good. You really so been good. eating that up. I've been eating it, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts next week. I'm sorry <laughs> for the person I'm going to become. I am so sorry for the person I'm about to become because I'm going to act up. Oh well. Act up. <laughs> that concludes. Our segment of hot topics. That's pretty much all we got. We got a lot about the royal family. Then just some discussion points afterward. Uh, so hope you enjoyed. We'll be back after this. Hello, and welcome back to Tittering Thoughts. I had this thought inspired by the Grammys that are actually about to happen. Okay. okay. Um, even though I'm kind of team Zane with like, fuck the Grammys. There's clearly like a hierarchy system. It doesn't make sense why every black artist only ever really gets nominated for best urban album. But that's a conversation for a different book. No, that's a conversation we had on a Grammy Rewind episode. Last episode. Go check it out. Little self plug. Period, period. Um, <laughs> but what era or year of music would you like to relive again? I will go first. Summer of 2016 and the 90s. Take me back. <laughs> Take me back. Please. So any era that like, even if we technically didn't live through like the 90s? like Oh, yeah. Okay. I was born in 98. Yeah. So like automatically, I just go to, just because of the nostalgia, mm-hmm. 2005 <sighs> to 2011. Year. Oh, 2010 was a good year. 2010, 2010 was, was a good, good year. year like 2008 was a solid yeah. year. Like mm-hmm. I just remember getting that now that's what I call music CDs with all the hits on them from each year. <laughs> you were one of those people. <laughs> I was. I was. My mom would get me them. And specifically in 2008, it was fully loaded. You oh, had I'm fucking sure. Beyonce. You had Mariah Carey. You had fucking Paramore. You had who else? Natasha fucking Bedingfield. Jordan Sparks. Rihanna. <gasps> Wait, Sean Kingston. At the top songs of 2008, and this is this Danity is Danity Kane. Oh my god, Danity fucking Kane. I want post COVID a reunion Kane. tour with. Danity fucking Kane. I said it. Absolutely. I'm speaking it into existence. We are manifesting because the second that those tickets go on sale, we're buying a pair and we are getting absolutely obliterated yeah. at the concert. <laughs> I'm clicking absolutely buy. Obliterated. <laughs> oh my God. So definitely, oh I think God. that era, just because it's so nostalgic for me. And then I don't. 
like 2016, like when we were in high school, like 2012 to 2016. Okay. There were some moments I liked. Some. But it like, and I do have, hold some nostalgia to certain songs, but I wouldn't say it was like really, like it didn't take me by storm. Like it wasn't like hit after hit after hit after hit. You know what I'm but saying? But it was really fun. It was really fun. It was fun. fun. Okay. It was a very Like if fun you had day. your niche artists, it was fun, I'm sure. Yes. So I would have to agree with you. I would say the 90s. The 90s. The 90s. 90s into the early 2000s. I feel like that was late 90s, early 2000s. Yes, 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 yes. When the low-rise jeans were still a thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Because now I'm listening back to a lot of like old R&B albums from the 90s, and I'm like, this is delicious. Like, oh, this is amazing. so good. This Kelly happened? Price. You never should have called me a fat-ass <laughs> Kelly Price. <laughs> Speaking of 90s R&B, did you see the D'Angelo um, versus? It was literally no. just him. <laughs> I literally have not watched any of the versus battles. Okay. And I need to. I, have so I much follow them. Experience. I've always been a fan of D'Angelo. It was fine. He was just singing along to the track. At this point, I was like, why don't you just have a concert? Like, why are they just singing yeah. along to these tracks? But anyways, he had her perform. It was cool. I love his music. Aww. If you've ever listened to D'Angelo, he's yes, 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 yes. one of the greatest. Oh, Black Twitter. I remember going on Twitter. Black Twitter was like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Some good fucking food. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, what happened now? <laughs> but like, What happened? I just woke up. Also, I'm trying to think of, I mean, you had Brian McKnight. I just want to be in the same era as like, Britney, you know, Mariah, Destiny's Child. More importantly, take me back to circus era Britney Spears. Do we have this discussion on Take me back. Do we have this discussion? Mind you, that's 2008. Okay? You're absolutely right. Just putting that back, back, back into the conversation. But I have had this argument with so many people. Circus, I think, is the most memorable and iconic Britney Spears era. I think so too. I think so too. I'm just gonna say Absolutely. it. Everybody knows that. You one. had Womanizer. You had Circus. You had I'm literally Radar. I'm the right now. <laughs> like, it was the comeback we needed. And don't get me it wrong. Give was. me more was iconic in and of itself. But oh my god, yeah, Womanizer, Circus. If you seek Amy is on Circus. If you please. seek Amy, number three. 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 That's all I'm going to oh say. Three. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Bitch. <laughs> Wait, three isn't on that. Three is on Blackout. No? Wait. Wait. I don't think Wait. so. I'm literally looking at the albums now and I'm not seeing three. Either way, it was a single from the Circus era. It was from that era. Oh I know that God, for a fact. Even that. if they didn't put it on the album. Yeah, it could have just been like its own thing. Yeah. Iconic. So that is what my <laughs> ideal era is. Um, if you want to argue me on it, I'm more than Don't. happy to discuss. No, I'm not. Don't. Because yeah. it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm, I'm, it you is know the what? truth. You me. And I said it. You convinced it. me. It's What's 2008. That video? Wait, what does that mean? Oh, my God. It's like, it is the truth because I said it. And I said it because it's the truth. I have no idea where that's from, but I'm going to start saying that. It's the truth because I said it. It's like it. from Dr. Phil. Wait. I can't find it in the moment. But if anyone knows what that meme was, you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, any other errors you want to discuss? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, one last era. Okay. Minus, you know, racism. I would have loved to have been there during Motown. Oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's yeah. it. That's all I had. That's to like add. a whole separate. <laughs> yeah. But yes, definitely. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Intuit. Let us know what is your ideal era. Leave a comment on our Instagram or our TikTok. You can follow us on TikTok at Intuit underscore podcast. And we will see you next week.